0: Look in 2 Chronicles, if you will, tonight, chapter number 7 and verse number 10. Just a little thought God laid on my heart earlier today. I'm sure you understand this scripture. We've quoted some of it many times, and it's a favorite to a lot of us, especially 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. But We need to start reading tonight in verse number 10 to get a little background. What's going on here? Second Chronicles chapter number 7, verse number 10, the Bible said, And on the three-and-twentieth day of the seventh month, he sent the people away unto their tents, glad, and merry in heart for the goodness. Notice this, that the Lord had showed unto David and to Solomon, and to Israel his people, Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord. And notice this, the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house he prosperously effected, purposely effected. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. Have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, now notice what he says here, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Now, listen to verse 15. Now, my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Woo! Church, he's with us tonight. Amen. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. And I thank you, Lord God, that we as your people can hear from the word of God to stir our hearts tonight. And Lord, that you'd be pleased in all that'd be done in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 We know that David wanted to build the house and he could not for he was a man of war. But God allowed his son Solomon to build the house of God. Now we've read in your hearing tonight that God has blessed that place. He has put his seal, if you will, upon that place. He has put his mark that this is a place that I will give ear to and I will watch over glad tonight that God has not changed his mind about the house of God that he's still watching over the house of God that his presence can still be felt in the house of God and we have seen with our own eyes and heard as God has heard our prayers and answered right in the house of God this is a special place for a special people for a special purpose I know tonight that we're In man's eyes, we are nothing special. But in God's eyes, we are his children. That makes us special. That makes you a different creature than all the world is. And, and you notice that God was pleased that there could be sacrifice given in the house of God. Now we know that when Jesus came, done away with the sacrifice of bullocks and goats and rams and and turtle doves and these things, had done away with all of that because he had fulfilled the prophecy of the book. Jesus is a fulfillment of the prophecy that was foretold, thank you, and that has come true. Here we see Solomon built the house, God put his seal of approval on it, He said, I'm going to be there. I'm going to let you sacrifice. I'm going to watch over it, and I'm going to give ear while I'm there. I'm glad to report to you tonight that God still wants to hear from you. Amen. I'm glad God wants to hear from me every once in a while because there's a lot of times I need to talk to him because I can't get no other sensible answer from the world. Is that a good way to put it? The world seems like, as we started this off with tonight, they're always trying to find fault in the Word of God. They're always trying to find fault with Christianity. I'm glad that there's a few people a whole lot smarter than I. I was listening to a preacher the other day, and somebody had stood up and said, prove to me there is a God. He said, well, let me ask you a question. And he began to ask this young man some questions. He asked him, he said, how can you prove to me that your mother and daddy is really your mother and daddy? You have to have a test. And that's the only way we can prove it. He said, okay, let's put God to the test. If the Big Bang Theory is proof, where did the material come from? And that's what he asked the young man. He said, you're doubting that there is a God because you cannot explain God and you want somebody else to explain God that you could understand God. He said, you'll never understand God because we are not made to understand God. We have to take it by faith and we have to take it by faith and believing there is a God. He said, young man, (laughs) what makes your car engine run? He said, you want me to explain there is a God? He said, you explain to me how your car engine runs. The young man could not explain it. He said, well, tell me how your refrigerator runs. He could not explain it. He asked him several things, and the young man could not explain what made them function, how they operated. He said, yeah, but you believe when you open the door, the refrigerator's going to be cold, because that's what it's for. He said, God is God with us, without us. For us or against us, he's still God. And we don't understand a lot of times. Here Solomon has built the temple that God has put his seal of approval on. He said, I'll meet with you there. I'll be with you there. I'll show up and listen to you there. And I'll accept your sacrifices. You know the reason that church don't have much power. Uh, by the way, I, I'm preaching a message tonight to help us get ready for a revival. This is a revival message here tonight. Believe it or not, this is a revival message. You say, well, preacher, you ain't shouting and turning cartwheels. You don't shout and turn cartwheels till you have revival. Amen. Then you begin to shout and turn cartwheels. To get us revived, we've got to get back to the basics. This is a house of God. This is a sanctified place. This is a holy place that God put the seal of approval on, and we are respected. respect so. Amen. This is a place that God said, I'll have it perpetually here because I'll be there with you. Now listen. I want to tell you something that a lot of folks have misunderstood about the house of God. Solomon's was the finest, I believe, that was ever built. Because whatever Solomon had in his heart to do for God, God allowed him to get it done. But I want to say to you tonight, it don't take a fancy place for God to show up in. It don't take the finest of fine for God to show up in. I'll tell you why I say that. I've had some brush harbors, amen, that God showed up in, and there wasn't nothing but pine laps, throwed over for shade, amen. And God showed up there over in Jamaica, some of those little old churches I preached in especially one way back up at Post Road uh, it was just a little old church made out of bamboo I mean nothing fancy whatsoever but I want you to know something, those people had fasted all week long just for me to be able to preach that Saturday morning, had not a about So God would show up at that little bamboo shack. I'll never forget that. They call it, we're having breakfast. Not breakfast, break fast. And they had fasted all week for me to preach to them. And then we had a meal together. Chicken foot soup, by the way. I love it. I'm sorry. You ain't never had it. You can't condemn it till you had it. Amen. We use fat back, don't we? Same deal with chicken feet. In that soup made it taste good vegetable soup with chicken feet we get hung up on words sometimes we hung up oh this is the house of God what makes it the house of God if God's not in it it's not the house of God I don't care what the shingle says outside I don't care what the people says inside if God's not in it it's not the house of God amen it could be the house of man oh yeah it could be man's idea oh yeah but if God is not in it then it's not the house of God how do you know God's in it we'll look around and see what God has done has anybody been saved there sure have Anybody, I wanted to be baptized, it got saved there, sure have. Ever seen any healing done down there, sure have. Ever seen anything strange down there, yeah, man, several times. It got plumb peculiar around here, amen. Acts chapter number nine, that's all I'm going to say tonight. And if you'd have been there in that service, you'd know what I'm talking about. It got strange and peculiar. Amen. Why? Because when the Shekinah glory of God shows up, it's a different place. I don't care if it is a brush Harbor; It's a different place. Why? Because God's power on display in God's house makes a difference. Amen. And where's it going to show up at? It should show up right here first. In God's children, it should show up. It ain't going to come out of this furniture. It ain't going to come out of the rocks in the wall unless you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I just thought of something. Maybe that's the reason churches don't build over rocks no more. They're afraid the rocks is going to scream, Can't you see a good dead dried church? And all of a sudden a rock goes to shouting over here and the rock goes to screaming hallelujah over yonder. In the back we hear holy, holy, holy. I wonder what that crowd would do right then. Amen. <laughs> i tell you what that crowd would do. They'd fall on their face. Amen. Just like that crowd did in the little church up here that night with Acts chapter number 9. They backed up against the wall and said, what in the world's going on? <laughs> When children go to shouting and praying, crying and tears laying in the altar, God has showed up in the house. When people get right with God, the power of God falls, and it makes a difference in you. Well, somebody shout right there. Hey, I'm glad God's in the house. I'm glad God's in my house. I'm glad He's got a sanctified Holy Ghost filled place that He can come and abode in. Without that, there will be no God. Amen. Now, one thing I want you to see in this scripture tonight Solomon had already built it, Solomon had already finished it, but before God ever sanctified it. And he showed up where? In a dream. People make so light of their dreams. I can't remember exactly what day it was last week. I don't know if I woke my wife up or not. But Satan attacked me in the bed. And I woke up screaming the name of Jesus. You ain't never wrestled with the devil in your sleep. Let me tell you something. If you ain't never wrestled with the devil in your sleep, you ain't never done nothing while you were awake. Because the more you do while you're awake for God, the more he wants to kill you in your sleep. He jumped on me that night last week. Amen. I went to see, getting serious about praying for a revival. And he jumped on me in the middle of the night in that bed. Amen. Me and him wrestled. I, I wear a CPAP. So it's muffled, I know. But I woke up screaming in the name of Jesus. I was calling on Jesus for help because I was in a battle I couldn't win. Hey, I got sense to know, enough to know when I need help, amen. I may be 375 pounds, but I ain't no match for the devil, amen. But I've got a brother, amen. His name is Jesus. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm glad I got somebody that I can depend on. And when the battle's going tough, he won't leave you. He'll get closer to you. He'll move right beside of you You up with those nail scarred hands. Give you strength to carry on. Thank God he's in my bed with me. I woke up, pulled my mask off, got me a drink of water, and the Holy Spirit said, It's all right, son, I'll watch over you the rest of the night. Go back to sleep. I just rolled over, caught another gear. Amen. Hey, God is able to watch over you. I don't care what the devil throws at you. He's a mighty God. If he can drown the horses in four inches of water, what can he do for you? Amen. <laughs> I'm glad that God put his seal upon the house are you with me tonight think about this church what would this building be without God's power in it what would this building be without God's love in it what would this place be without the mercy and the grace of God that has been extended so many times right here we've seen so much healing, so many souls saved. We've seen some baptized, some rededicated babies given to the Lord in the work of God right here in this house. People that once used to be dope addicts are no longer dope addicts, and once used to be drunks are no longer drunk. I'm glad to report to you, God's still in the house tonight. Why? I feel him all over me and if you don't feel him tonight, you need to get closer and move up the ladder and come repent of your sin hey he's crying out if my people are you God's people tonight he said come pray seek yeah. what are you praying for what are you seeking for well I told you it's a revival message i want to see charity mission revived amen. amen I'm going to see souls saved amen. I'd like to baptize about 5,000 for the end of the year preacher that's just too unreal Get out of the way you unbeliever. Amen. I want somebody to walk with me and believe maybe we get 10,000, 15,000. Amen. I, I don't want to limit my God. Amen. He can save as many as he wants to. If he can just get us out of the way and get us in the way of God. Get on our knees crying out to God get us praying and repenting oh we don't need to repent we're so good we ain't done nothing let me tell you the Bible said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God I believe the word of God said all have sinned and come short of the glory are you in that all it's oh yeah well you're the preacher you ain't supposed to sin there's a lot of things we ain't supposed to do that we've been doing amen coming short is sure one of them sinning is one of them oh preacher I don't never sin you just sinned. because that's a lie there ain't nobody that's in the house of God today that's done 100% of what God wanted them to do amen. at the time God wanted them to do it say amen your sin may be the sin of omission amen you forgot that God keeps records hello God knows the intent of your heart. Hello, did you sing a song and your heart wasn't in it? Did you go to the choir and your heart wasn't in it? Did you come to Sunday school and your heart wasn't in it? Hello, I'm talking to us all Do we come to church and our heart ain't in it? Do we come to our job, heart ain't in it? Because the Lord said if you do anything, do it as unto the Lord. We ought to work every day of our life as doing it unto the Lord. God's keeping a record, amen. amen. God's keeping a record. Are you glad tonight that God's looking upon you every moment, every hour? Oh, God, turn you back right now. I know I'm going to sin. Let me tell you something. You've done sin because it's in your heart to start with. God knew it. That's right. Hello. It's time we just admitted. Solomon, amen. in a dream, God spoke to him and said, I'll seal this place. I'll be here perpetually. I'm going to be here. I'm going to give you ear. I'm going to give you eyes. I'm going to watch over you and I'm going to listen. Are you satisfied with everything God's heard at Charity's Mission? Mmm. Are you satisfied with everything you've done at Charity's Mission? Woo. Boy, preacher, you're killing us. Well, to get revived, I have to key you first, don't I? Then throw the paddles to you so I can get you revived. We need to realize, church, that we've seen come short. We ain't done all we could do. We ain't done half what we should have done. Amen. Say amen right there. Bless the Lord, I believe tonight God's trying to show us something. He said it was finished, amen. The house of God, the king's house was finished. And all that was in his heart, can I tell you this tonight? Charity's mission is not finished. Amen. Not with all that's been in my heart. You wasn't here when we first started. I think there's eight acres here if I remember right. Am I right, honey? I thought it was. And my vision was that all eight acres would be under roof. Preacher, you've got big ideas. No, I've got a big God. Can I tell you something? Eight acres won't contain what God really wants to do. Hello? See, we limit God so much. Solomon's house was done. God's house was done. All the things within his heart was done. I can't say that tonight. We got a baptizing hole down here that ain't finished. Amen. We got a little church up here that ain't finished. Hello, I know we're all getting older but good Lord we ought to do something to get her done one way or another. If we can't do it we ought to hire it done. Say amen. And listen I'm like Walker Tony. Walker Tony when they was building Victory Temple got up at Victory Temple one morning and said church I've solved the problem. They said what's that Brother Walker? He said I found the money to build our church. Boy they shouted her out Uh, He said, man, they went wild. Where is it, Brother Walker? He said, in y'all's pockets. Y'all's pockets. You think the world's going to finance the work of God? No. It'll come from the children of God. Now let me tell you where you need to start tonight, and I'll close. best place in the world to start is in Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, Well, there's the first question. Are you really His people? You cannot be His people till you're saved. And if you ain't saved, guess what? You're an alien according to the Word of God. An alien. If my people, which are called by my name, will. Can I say this? we may be free will but our willing ain't free. That's a good way to put that, wasn't it? We may be free will but our willing ain't too free. I'm willing for somebody else to do it. What about you, Richard? Yeah, I'm always willing for somebody else to do it. Well, what about me doing something? Oh, I don't have the will to do that. My people, which are called by my name, will humble Humble. Humble. Somebody's not going to like this, and I can't help it. I'm a deacon of the church. I don't have to do those things. Because you are a deacon of the church, you should do those things. I'm talking about from cleaning the commodes to picking up cigarette butts in the parking lot. A deacon should be willing to do all things in the church. He should never set himself up. Let me get on up to the next level. The pastor should be the same way. He should be willing to be a servant. Study Jesus' life. Study his last hours. He said he was a servant. And that's what he came. He was a servant. He never exalted himself. He was always humbled because he knew who God was. He knew what he was. He knew he had to die. Are you willing to humble yourself? My people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. I wanted that to sink just a little bit then I'm going to say I'm guilty as you are. Our prayer life is not really what it should be. When's the last time you really wept on your knees? Let, let me rephrase that just a little. When was the last time you really wept on your knees for somebody else, not yourself? whether it be a a physical need they had, a spiritual need, you wept and cried and begged God for them. Whether it was to save their soul or or meet the need in their health or their finances or their family or maybe all of the above. When was the last time you earnestly got down before God? This one's hard because it gets me. And didn't put a time limit on your praying. I got got about 10 minutes I'll pray. I got to go do something. Don't even pray at that time. Just say Lord you know the need and go on. But when you get a chance to really agonize with God. Humble yourselves and pray. Earnest prayers of the righteous availeth much. Real prayer, not just, "now lay me down to sleep. No, that's not good enough. You need to dig down in your heart and just tell God what's in your heart. God, I want to see them saved. God, I want to see them healed. God, I want to see their finances and their family put back together. God, I want to see these things. I'm petitioning in the name of Jesus in their behalf, God. And if they be lost, Lord, save them. Save them. Humble themselves and pray. And then he said, seek. Seek. Seek his face. Now hold on just a minute. Let me put a twist on that you may not have thought of. Seeking his face, when I read that, this week, in preparation for this message, I thought, Lord, have I really been seeking your face? Now listen to me. I believe seeking his face is reading that word of God because that will show you him. No man has seen him face to face, but that word will reveal him unto you. So have we really sought his face? I mean, when's the last time you really had a good Bible reading? Has anybody in here read love novels and all those things? Anybody? I've known people in my entire life that are readers. That's what I call them. Every spare moment they've got a book. I mean, you go to the airport, you'll see them. That's one of the greatest places in the world to find readers. I mean, if they sat down five seconds, they jerk a book out. I'm serious. And they'll mark it and they go on. They read, they read, they read every moment they get. I've never been a real big reader. I never have. But wonder what would happen if we read God's Word that way and saw His face that way and prayed that way. Thousands of books. Gail's aunt was a speed reader. She went and took that speed reading course. When she died, there must have been 10,000 books in her house. I'm telling you, she'd read a book that thick in two hours. Speed reading. And I, I thought to myself, when have I really sought God's face and God's word that way? Sought God in prayer. My people which are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face. I will. Then it turns to his job. You want to know why we haven't had revival? We haven't been seeking him, right? Because he hadn't heard from heaven yet and give it to us yet. When we really get earnest with God. I guess Brother Sidney probably stirred part of this message when I visited him the other night. And he said, now, Brother Dennis, it it was 8 o'clock here, but it was 7 o'clock in Jamaica. He said, I go back online at 7 o'clock. He said, "With 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the evening, we have prayer vigil." He said, there's 350 involved in that prayer vigil. He said, now all of them can't come at the same time. We'll average 45 to 50 on WhatsApp together praying. And I thought, you know, that's wonderful. Even though the pastor's here, 1,100 miles away, he's still having prayer vigil with his people in Jamaica. We're praying and seeking that way. Or we're just hitting the prayer hands on the... Ooh. Listen, hitting the prayer hands won't bring revival. Amen. Hitting your knees will bring revival. Amen. My people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. I will. Jesus said, I will hear from heaven and heal their lands. Now let me finish tonight's message this way. You want to know why America's not healed? I just gave you the answer. Yes, there's a few holdouts still in America. There's people that still love God enough that they'll stand up and vote in what's right. Yes, there is. There's still people that'll go to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night because they love God and they love the Word of God. But as a nation, as a whole, we're a guilty distance from God. But where does it start, church? Where does the revival start for Charities Mission, Free Will Baptist Church? starts right here in the pulpit and then goes to the pews. So let's humble ourselves tonight. Let's pray and seek his face. Everybody stand everybody will come. Get as humble as you can before God. Just confess, I'm a sinner, Lord. I've sinned and come short. I want to see my church have true Holy Ghost revival, Lord. Beard to let her sit on that front pew, son. Father, we come together here tonight as your people, Lord. We're humbling ourselves tonight before you, God, and acknowledging, Lord, that we need to pray. We need to seek, Lord. We need to earnestly, God, seek and pray that you might hear from heaven and heal the land. So, Lord, let it start right here at Charity Mission Free Will Baptist Church. Let it start in this old preacher, Lord. I pray, God, for revival for myself, Lord. I pray, God, you touch me in such a manner, Lord, I'll be revived, Lord. I know, God, that you're able tonight. I know, God, you're willing tonight. I know, Lord, that you can touch and move God in my people here tonight. We're a people that's hungry, Lord. We're a people that, that's seeking you, Lord. We're, we're looking, God, We're looking, Father, that you'd forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings and, God, that you will hear from heaven and heal every individual here, Father, spiritually and physically, Father. Lord, that we might have true revival within us A desire for the word of God. A desire for a prayer life. A desire for going to church, Lord. A desire for the work of God. So help us, Lord. Help each one of us, Lord, that we repent right now and say, Father, forgive me. Me, Lord, me. That, Lord, that your will can be done. We'll hear from heaven. We'll see the results right here, Father Charity's Mission. God, that you'd be glorified in these things we've asked for thy glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen.